Welcome to the Dog Classroom. The Dog Classroom Podcast. I am your co-host, Anne-Marie. And I'm your co-host, Amelia. Like and subscribe on Spotify and YouTube in video format. And now into the episode. Here we go. Welcome back to the Dog Classroom Podcast. And uh, this week's episode is a highly requested one. We are going to talk about barking. Barking. Um, So as a content warning, there's going to be clips of dogs barking in here. Um, if your dogs are like mine and want to woof along, uh, I know when I was when I was getting all these clips. They well, you were playing them this afternoon, and the dogs thought there was dogs in the house yeah. actually, and I thought there were dogs in here while we were exactly. doing that. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. just a heads up, that's going to be happening, and uh, your dogs might notice. So maybe this is one that you sort of you put the AirPods in and you. <laughs> You listen on your own. But this is definitely one we have questions um, on barking every day. All the time. All the time. And And it's never an easy answer. No, it's not an easy answer because it's it's the tone. And I find a lot of people don't pick up on the changes in tone. So we're going to play a little game in this podcast. Okay. And we're going to have Anne-Marie. And we're also going to have you guys at home, the listeners, guess what kind of bark okay that bark is so i have the list and i collected all all the samples so i know all the background that was going on in them but um we are going to start by playing a clip and then um we have a few examples of each kind so we'll play the clips you'll guess what it is the people can actually watch the dogs doing the barking like most of it eh? no no okay no we're just okay we're um, just going on sound yeah we're not going on body language today okay um which would be a whole other thing but okay. yeah, it would be. Okay. So why don't we play um, the examples of the first style if we can? Okay. And there should be a few examples of the same style of barking, but different breeds, which I think is interesting. Okay, so different tones, maybe, eh? So is that is that two dogs barking or is that just one? That's two. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the first one also had two different barks in it, but it was kind of hard to pick up. Okay. And there's a, a slightly different version. Okay. This one's just one dog. Stop. Stop. Come here. Okay, come here. Hey! It's a common response to this kind of barking. So why don't we take a second and say, what do you think those were examples of? Okay, so. And describe what you heard. Right, okay. And the listeners at home, think about it. Yeah. What do you think it was? So even though there were some different tones, I think, with each clip, but a lot of it was like short to the point, right? Like woof, woof, woof. With breathing in between. With breathing in between, yes, okay. With the breathing in between, like it wasn't long and drawn out. So I'm definitely gonna say, I think that's alarm barking. That is alarm barking. That is alarm barking, So okay. give yourself a point if you right. uh, if you guess that one. Oh, we got okay. some cheering, yes. Okay, perfect. Um, there's one more example that I wanna play of what I call alarm woofs. Alarm woofs, okay. Maybe we can play that. I think it's more chesty. 
Yeah, he uh, he definitely was taking that breath in between, though, and it was just a little deeper. Yeah, it was definitely deeper. Like, that's what I mean by chesty. Instead of the tone of the vocal, it was more deeper. Yeah. So it's called alarm barking or right. alert barking or whatever you want to call it. Um, why don't we talk about it? So when does that happen? When does that happen? So in the experience, um, I would say um, happens a lot in my house um, is... A lot of dogs do it basically to alert. So is there somebody outside the door? Have they heard um, a car door or a noise outside? Are they reacting to possibly another dog barking? You know, so a lot of time it's trying to, they're expressing their concern for it. And also like letting the owner know that something is happening. So I find a lot of owners with this type of barking will say, oh, well, they don't know what they're barking at Mm -hmm. or they're just barking to bark. But people don't realize that they just heard the car door three houses down. Or they smelled the deer in the backyard. Yeah. So then you're getting the alarm barking. What they're doing is actually doing it to get your attention, right? To announce it. They're announcing that something is going on. So um, when people say, how do I get my dog to stop that? So basically, to me, the alarm barking is is less intense than the other ones we're going to talk about because... It's announcing something, but to me, they're a little less emotional unless it goes on for a period of time. Mm-hmm. So I say when you're talking about barking, you're not going to let the dog sit there and bark for five minutes. You're going to interrupt it as soon as you can. Right. Right. Within the first 10, 15 seconds, ideally, if you can. Removing that the dog from where they're barking at. Is it a window? Is it a door? Or are they honestly just, you know, sitting in the room um, barking? I like to remove them into another room and give them something else to do. So that's what I would call redirecting a behavior. Yeah, and I think, too, um, the other nice thing about alert barking or alarm barking is that the thing goes away, right? So you think of, like, the mailman walking up to the house. They bark, bark, bark. Right. And then he goes away. So, like, it does stop, right? It's not necessarily something that um, you need to worry about if they're barking, right? It just it just kind of goes away. Um, Where you hope, yeah. But, you know, the tricky thing is some dogs may drag it on a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So what I do in those situations is I go and I look out the window at them and I say, okay, thank you. Yes. And then, you know, I've let them know. I saw it. Thanks. I'm good. And then they've started to learn that thank you is a cue that we don't need to alarm bark at this point. Right. And I think the other thing is we don't realize a lot of times is is people will raise their voice and ask the dog to stop and that sort of thing, where a lot of times the dog thinks that the owner is now joined in in the alarm barking. We're all excited now. We're all excited. Mm -hmm. We have owners barking and we have the dogs barking and it actually continues. So the best thing to do is lower your voice. Um, and gently, like you said, either go up and say thank you very much or you just sort of ask them to leave it in a lower voice and not challenge that sound um, so that, you know, everybody's bark gets louder and louder, right? So um, it becomes a symphony. It becomes a symphony for sure. And then there's emotion that starts to happen and then that sort of stuff. So best thing is cut it short, redirect, say thank you very much. They are dogs, they naturally yeah. bark, you know, a Birds lot of them chirp and dogs, dogs bark. bark and they have a natural protective behavior. And a lot of people get dogs because they want them to bark or alarm them to things. So, yeah. 
you know, the where we train is we don't train them to stop barking. Sorry, we don't train them not to bark. We ask them, okay, thank you very much. You've, you've said your thing, but we're going to let that go and, and now come over here. So it's about redirecting the barking, but not totally stopping it. Perfect. Okay. okay. So we'll move on to the next type of barking. Okay. <sighs> It sounds nasally. So two very different breeds. Yeah. Um, it makes me giggle. I'm able to see the actual video. So. Yeah, so you have a little bit more context than the listeners. I do. I wish I could narrate it. But when you have two dogs barking, yeah. right, that you you get some information where in the other ones, it was very obvious they were both barking about the same thing. Where in this right. one, these are two different barks. Right. And barking at each other, the right. conversation. So um, what kind of barking would you say that would that would be? I, again, cheating a little bit because I got to see the video. So I saw the body language in with it. But that's why it would be fun one day to sit there and narrate that and see if what we said that yeah. they could uh, they could figure it out. Um, the I was joking, like the nasally bark or whatever to me was a bit of um, obnoxious barking. Obnoxious being um, I compare it to like if someone went up to you and sort of kept tapping you on the shoulder, that can be like <laughs> or annoying. Your kid going, mom, 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 yeah, <laughs> mom, yeah, over they and want over. your attention. So you said the last one was obnoxious barking, and you said that was kind of like them poking at you. Yeah, definitely because um, the the tone, right? Yeah. Like it it wasn't um, loud and to the point. It was like a little bit. I don't know how you describe it. Well, let's listen to some other okay. examples and then we'll okay. talk about it. See if I can come up with the words here. So those are my dogs. Yes. And then I believe we have one more example of some, okay. some obnoxious barking here. Okay. So a little bit of background noise there, but you can still hear the barking. Right, pretty you can, clearly. yeah, yeah. Um, so I would say there's not a lot of breathing going on in between those barks. No, but it's no. not necessarily meshed together. But you know what, it definitely is is higher pitched. It's higher pitched. It's higher pitched. It's directed at somebody. Yeah, and I, the one thing you notice with their head each time, they sort of like, it's it's more body involved instead of just vocal, mm-hmm. right? Like, like they're dramatic. So. Yeah, exactly. They're definitely being more dramatic. Yes, <laughs> definitely being more dramatic. And it's it's that higher pitch tone. And a lot of times when they're, when they're doing this, it's hard not to laugh. Right. Right. Yeah, I see but, people, or they have conversations. Yeah, they and, talk back to the dog, and then the dog talks back to them. Yes, and, yeah. and they get going that way. So that can be a little bit tricky with the obnoxious barking. Um, what what should we do about it? What should we do about it? Um, 
I think once you sort of get to that point, it's about redirecting it. You have to be careful not to reward it. And, that, and that's why I sort of say it's hard not to laugh. But, you know, if you give them attention and smile and almost continue with it, you're actually encouraging the behavior, right? Yeah. Because they're they're going to continue. Um, and then, like I said, usually at the beginning and the owner's like, yeah, it's funny at the beginning. And then, you know, after how many days are minutes of it happening they're like over it right yeah so um to me again it's about redirecting it or looking at the possible reason why they're doing it like with some of them i think it was attention seeking Mm -hmm. right um and you know it's one thing to give attention and sort of reward the behavior and but it's another thing to change it totally so it's about send them to matt Right. Right. So give them something else to do. Yes, you're giving them attention, but you're saying, well, actually, you can have my attention if you go do this instead of, you know, do something else to get my attention rather than scream at me, yelling at me. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So it's just about redirecting it. I find some dogs that are becoming, you know, are quite aroused or excited start barking. So maybe it's time just to bring things down a little bit and just calm things down a little bit so sometimes if you just slow slow movement or whatever you happen to be doing just helps them deaccelerate at that point and then I also find when I hear this in class a lot of the time it's the dog wants to keep doing something yes it's almost like they're saying like let's go like come on let's let's do the thing I want to keep working um so in that case you can almost preempt it by saying okay I know that my dog is this way And maybe I'm going to give them something to do. Maybe I'm going to bring a bully stick. Maybe I'm going to, you know, while the instructor's talking, I'm going to be doing sits and downs, leave it, stuff like that. Well, and a lot of times we ask owners to do that because, you know, you have the one dog barking Mm -hmm. at the owner in the room. We're trying to get the exercise, you know, trying to explain the exercise. This dog's barking. Everybody else is trying to listening. So, yeah, it's about redirecting them because I find some dogs just want to, like, keep working and they want to keep doing stuff. And it, it's funny though, you show these videos and Alfie's not in that, but mm. you know, I joke with um, Alfie and I have conversations that he could come to the training space much more often. But the tricky thing with him is he needs to be working, right? Because as, as soon as you have the food out and you start doing stuff, and as soon as you stop asking him to do something, then he's saying like, excuse me, Mm-hmm. You know, I want the food. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? You know, and it's it's just getting, <laughs> it just gets to be a lot. So uh, definitely can get there. And there are certain times, you know, you can work with him and deaccelerate. And then other times he's just so focused on that food. So you give him something else to do, you put him in a box. Yes. Actually, I did train him to go in a box. Yes. And he doesn't bark in the box. Okay. So but, this, yeah. um, <clears throat> sorry. Okay, where are we going now? The next one that we have is less of a bark and more of a whine. Okay. But it's a vocalization. Still vocal. Okay. Okay, no video for that one, but... But yeah, so everybody think about for a second... Um, you heard a little bit of the noise of the background, but in what circumstance would your dog possibly do the whining? Yeah, and I'm I know, I'm familiar with that whine. Um, whenever we turn toward your driveway, <laughs> um, is and that's actually what was happening um, 
in that video. Oh, okay. So video. you were just hitting play and you were, okay. Um, it wasn't me. It was a client. But, oh, okay. Um, basically, when you, you turn onto Hazelwood Drive, where the dog classroom is, is you start to get this excited sort of whinnying almost. Yeah. And, um, well, I guess I just sort of ruined it for your guess, but it's excited vocalization, right? Yeah. Um, and I think you can tell that by the sort of how frantic it is. Yeah. And again, like the high pitch, the continuous, um, the continuous line. And I think a lot of people have issues with this because, you know, we try to or encourage people to take the dog in the vehicle and always go to happy places and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> this is sort of what happens where they're super excited to go somewhere. And uh, they're quite good at figuring out how many turns and stops that you the do. turns. He knows yeah. when we're doing a turn. Yeah. One thing that I did do with Holly when she was quite excitable like this in the car is take her in the car and go somewhere, like not bad, but somewhere boring. Like I would go to the corner store, I'd run and I'd get something and then I'd take them home. And I'd be like, okay, that really wasn't that exciting. Like, we don't need to scream every time that we're in the car. Right. Um, and just having, you know, because with her, it was like, you couldn't give her a call. You couldn't give her anything. She just needed to stare out the window and oh, okay. and be part of whatever was going on. Right. So that was my uh, my way to address it. Any suggestions from you on how people should address this kind of I think, again, it's about... Um, I tell people that you can't be training while you're driving. Right. Right? Because it's just not safe. So uh, whether you have the dog um, in the, um, you have the dog preoccupied, mm -hmm. right? But like you said, some of them have such value for that car ride and arousal that they're not able to eat or chew. So um, my suggestion is um, give them something to do in the car and actually try to go in and out of the car like you said like sort of boring but go in the car get them started on a kong or a bully stick or something and then and then drive but yeah a lot of times it's it can be a lot but again raising your voice or yelling at them just mm -hmm. escalates everything because again they think you're like woohooing along with them so it, it's tricky it's tricky for yeah. sure. Okay, so um, one question is, how would you tell if you hear that sort of whining and that excitement, um, if you can't see the dog, right? If you hear that coming from your neighbors or something, you might think the dog is in pain. Right, and it's um, it's tricky sometimes when you're not seeing the body language. Like you can definitely, um, for me, you can definitely figure out how um the dog is feeling or, or the tone of the bark definitely by watching the body language as well so they go hand in hand but if you just have the barking to me the whining is really high pitched mm -hmm. um it's low and it's not like dreary i guess is is what yeah. i'm trying to say as far as um describing it i think definitely um when your dog's in in pain you're gonna know and i also find it's more know. of a sharp yelp too yeah you're gonna you're gonna definitely know yeah, and of course you would be, you know, with the body language, if you could see what was going on in the video, like you might, you know, have have different thoughts based on that. But, right, yeah. Um, so moving on, this next one I think is super interesting. Yes. And I'm really excited for you to hear it. Okay. Um, so we can pull up the next video. That's the one. Oh, 
And I think it's really interesting in this video, you can see the little teeth chatter at the end. Too. Yes, I did see that. So what are your thoughts on this dog? Yeah, this is what um, I was uh, I was talking to you about before. I was trying to, for everybody, I was trying to demo the barks mm -hmm. on my own uh, without, without the dogs. But you notice that there isn't a breath in between and that it's long and drawn out. Mm -hmm. That, for me, is reactive fear barking. Right, yeah. and and I happen to know some background from that video because it's from a trainer friend of mine in the states, okay. and he was working with a fear reactive dog. Yeah, so we know that about this dog, um, okay. so we can pretty safely say, you know, <laughs> yes, that's some fear barking. Um, as far as what you're going to do about it, I would probably say you're not going to go any closer to that dog. <laughs> no, definitely not. And and for those of you that saw the video, like the dog is moving in towards. Uh, where we go with training is encourage the dog to create distance. Mm -hmm. And you noticed actually, as soon as the dog did do that on their own, they stopped the barking. Yeah. And, yeah. and I definitely think that's when you get into fear reactivity, if you need help, like they can definitely contact you to, uh, yeah, some yeah, that. that's that type of barking is concerning, especially when the dog does move forward because, mm -hmm. um, depending upon like who they're barking at, you would hope that that person isn't going to reach or move towards the dog. Yeah. You're hoping that person You're is not hoping. doing that. Yes. Okay. Um, so for the next one, um, let's go there. So the fun, fun part would have been if you guys couldn't see the picture, and we would say, okay, first of all, what breed is this? Yeah, well, I think we can tell yeah. um, from this one that it's a hound. I got a few hound examples, and yeah. they're, they're super interesting. But what I also find interesting now that we can see the video is that this dog seems to be barking at nothing, right? Yes. So yeah. if you don't know the background of this video, which I do and you don't, right. what do you think is going on here? I would say it's some type of alarm barking. Okay. Yeah. Um, so from from the owner, this is what I was calling request barking. Okay. Because the owner was saying this is what he does when it's time for his walk. Oh. And okay. I related to that because I have a request barker as well. Um, I thought you were going to say you're a request barker. But uh, okay. Sometimes. All oh, right. But um, I think sometimes they call it demand barking. But now yes. the, the polite thing is okay. request because yeah. they're asking for something specific. Right. Um, so I know when Stark does this, he actually, he'll get under your hand and he'll pull you toward where he wants to go. Oh, okay. Um, I think we have maybe one more example of the request barking. Okay. And so in this situation, um, he is looking at the person. Yeah. yeah. But she's giving attention to another dog. Yeah. Which you can see in the video. Yeah. So it's sort of like she's saying, like, hello, I would also like some attention. Yeah, like, excuse me, I'm over here. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I think, think the dead giveaway, I think, in seeing the video with the request is the toss of the head. Okay. That's what I really see. And is the toss of that the head. The different breeds, too, are quite funny. Because yes. one's a small dog and, and one is a And it's high-pitched and almost what they small dogs, yappy. Where the the hound bark is more of a hound bark. We have one more hound bark. Okay, I think, we got that one I more actually. Hound bark. Um, I think, and different breeds are more vocal, right? And hounds are absolutely vocal. The, that's the one. Hound, yeah. Just to show the audience, I think it's fun. Oh. This isn't something you hear a lot. 
this is normal, everybody. This is uh, this is sweet Dakota. She is on the scent. She is hunting. And I just thought that was a really fun example. I wouldn't expect people to guess what that is if, if they didn't know. But um, I just yeah. thought that the hound is really interesting. And the different breeds doing different barks is is something important to take into consideration. Yeah, definitely. Definitely take into consideration. But I think hand in hand, the body language. Yes. Yeah. Like goes along and, and, and the environment. Yeah. Environment for sure. So <laughs> it's like, first of all, take a look at the environment the dog is in. Uh, watch the body language and then sort of add the bark to it and basically is going to say, okay, I would say with any type of barking, it's redirecting. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want people to understand that um, it's natural for dogs to bark. It's an innate behavior. It's not something you train out of a dog. It's something you train a behavior to complement. We say you train a behavior to complement that one. So that would be a stop cue or um instead of barking um they may do a sit or go to mat or something you're thinking an incompatible behavior yes i am yeah okay i have one more example i want to show and then we'll talk about barking in general and summarize okay um last one and this one is also i think pretty common uh for your line of of work my line of work okay Yeah. And you can hear the change there yes. too, which is really interesting. Yeah. Um, so what is this? Okay, you know what? Play it one more time. Can we play it one more time? Okay, watch him here. Very stiff, ears up, focused. Okay, then you get that reactive barking. And then you get the whine and then the tone changes. So I think what happened there is at first the dog saw this person Mm -hmm. approaching, had a hat on. Oh, my gosh. And then as he continued to get closer, and I think he actually talked there. Oh. Yeah. I saw his mouth move. So I think he was talking um, to the person in the house. The dog recognized the voice and is like, oh, yeah, that's my dad. And went from And you got the little whine and the little. Yeah, the reactive barking and the whine. And then notice how the body language, which was very um, stiff stiff and tense, just mushed away. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's a good example. And I love um, the shepherd bark in particular. Yes. Because they're quite good at that territorial bark. Yeah. Um, But you also hear that a lot from small breeds. Yes. Yeah. And it's just sort of that like that that chirping. That they do. Yeah. Um, So, again, with this one, what are you going to do about it? Um, You're going to introduce that dog to, if it wasn't their their human, right? You would take the dog out and introduce them to the person slowly. Yeah. Ideally not on their territory. Yeah. Like, if if the reactive barking kept happening, I would be removing the dog uh, from the window or from the Mm -hmm. door, right? Um, The other thing what I tell people a lot of times is that dogs vision is not their good sense. It's it's hearing and um, the smell. So anytime somebody comes in my house, even like you guys or the kids come in with their hoodies on, I'm like, just talk to the dogs. And right away, it's like they hear the kids talking or the voice before they actually like see who it is who it is so i think that's extremely important is you know to talk to them and they'll pick up on the voice right away especially any type of hat sunglasses you know hoodie anything like that because i know as soon as you come in and talk well there's not too many people that look like you that come Mm -hmm. through my door but um 
but I think that's that's important. But again, it's all about redirecting the dog and, and letting them know that it's okay. But I think barking overall is, you know, I have a tendency to say that, um, you know, to summarize a little bit that dogs aren't um, vocal. Like, how do you say it? Is I say dogs learn through hand signals, right? So right. they're visual learners. Okay. Dogs aren't um, going to necessarily be unnecessarily vocal. Unnes- okay. Right? That's a, actually, that's a um, very good way of putting it. I think there's always something. Yes. And whenever I, I get people who say, oh, my dog's barking, how do I stop it? Yeah. Um, I always want to know the cause. I want to know what are they barking at. But you want to know the situation. I want to know what's going on. Yeah, you want to know um, the situation. Because they'll go to the pet store and they'll be sold a bark collar and they'll say, yep, throw this on your dog and that'll solve everything. Um, well, unfortunately. Makes it worse. We know that that can make it worse because yeah. if it's anxiety, right? Things that we didn't have examples of today, which we can totally do a part two on barking because there's so many. Um, but anxiety barking, if your dog's home alone and they're howling and you put a shot collar on them or, or a bark collar, a spray collar, a sonic noise machine, any of those things, you're not stopping the anxiety. You're just having them bottle it up and they got to let that out somehow. Right. And then what they do is now they're even more scared to right. be alone because this thing happens to them. Or if it's territorial barking and they bark when they see the person, now they associate the person with the discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. that's something that people ask about all the time. And I always just say it's not just about stopping the barking. It's about why they're doing the barking. Do you that. have to address the why before you will have um, a positive outcome. And I think um, that's an excellent way to end this podcast okay and also um if you guys want more of this please let us know because we do have tons of examples on barking and i think this is a really good way to just put out some of the things right these are some types of barking and now people can be more aware of it so they can go okay now i understand what kind of barking it is right because we we talk about the body language a lot but not to say we miss the barking but like you said it's not i don't want to say it's not as common Mm -hmm. Um, but it's definitely something to be aware of and, um, yeah, ask questions for sure. Yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see everybody next time. Find us on Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, TikTok. What am I missing? YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. YouTube.